From the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for February 16th, 2011. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Walter Eccles, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi, Teresa Eccles, Scott Smith, and Max the Intern. Back in the peanut gallery, Kathy Whirling is uh, doing the Wild Africa Trek at Animal Kingdom uh, today. She'll have a report on that for us next week. And uh, so uh, in this week's show, uh, this week we have... The review of Port Orleans Brunch Quarter that I promised her last week and we didn't do. Um, there's a reason for that, but we'll get to that later. And I also have my thoughts about the princess breakfast at Norway. So a couple of rants in this week's show. I can just give you a, a, a preview of that now. Uh, we're also going to do our email and voicemail show this week. All that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this week's edition of the Diz Unplugged. Well, welcome to the show. Everyone, we have some housekeeping to get out of the way. First and foremost, I have to say thank you to our friends at Orlando Stroller Rentals. Uh, uh, Just a heads up, this is an absolute plug for an advertiser. They're an advertiser on the site. But uh, uh, as I mentioned last week, my nephew and his fiancée and their two-year-old daughter, uh, Victoria, who is now the light of my life, this child is unbelievable, uh, they're in town this week, and we needed a stroller, so I put a request in with Orlando Stroller Rentals. Um, they very generously comped me the stroller, and James and Amy have been raving about this stroller all week. I love those strollers. They are terrific. The only thing that James and Amy said would make it a perfect stroller is if they added cup holders. Well, that's the thing. We bought all the accessories for ours. Those are things you have to purchase separately. And now it's all pimped out and nice, and we really like it. The stroller we have is from Orlando Stroller Rentals. Yeah. We, we asked to use one for a week just to try it out because the double stroller we had was, it was like pushing a tank around the park. <laughs> I've done it, yeah. I mean, in this thing, you can push a double stroller with one hand. Well, this is what James was saying was that, first the of all. The maneuverability. Very maneuverable, very lightweight, mm-hmm. but still very uh, And they're using a sturdy. single. Yeah, they're using a single. But even the double is extremely lightweight. James is able to like fold that thing up with one hand. Yep. Um, oh, they've been raving about it all week. So I, I did want to take a moment to thank Orlando Stroller Rentals for the generosity uh, and to give them a plug. Uh, they've been an advertiser on the site now for a little over a year. Yeah. And uh, I, I know they do they do real well. They're great. And they really the, we see a, them all the time in the park. And they delivered it right to my house. Yeah. They delivered it right to the front door of the house for me. Wow. And that's what they'll do. They'll deliver it right to the hotel for you. If you're staying at a vacation rental property, they'll deliver it right to wherever you are in the Orlando area. They will bring you your stroller. Um, we'll have a link uh, to them on the show notes page. But I did want to say a special thank you to them uh, and to comment on what great, what a great, uh, st- what great strollers that they that they rent out. It's or, quality. It's quality. It's a, They're it's comfortable. A, it's, um, the City Mini is what it's called. And they have a baby jogger, which is what we have. Mm-hmm. And I think the single's a baby jogger, too. It's just not a double. And, uh, yeah, it's it's great. It's great. So I, I feel left th- out. Should we rent one for the dogs? <laughs> be those people pushing a dog around in a stroller? We're already you'll those be, people. You'll <laughs> be Lisa, Van- Lisa Vanderpump. 
from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Our dog has fur. I love her. <laughs> and is animated. Um, I also want to talk a little bit about the power of 10, because I warned you people a long time ago that you were going to be people. harassed about this until I reach a million dollars, which is a long ways off, but we're going to get there. Um, first of all, for those who are not familiar, the power of 10 is our fundraising effort for Give Kids the World, uh, which is a wonderful place in Kissimmee for children with life-threatening illnesses that want to experience Walt Disney World. They really do an amazing job. And as charities go, they are so well-managed. I think 93 or 94% of every dollar uh, donated goes to the mission. Only 6% is held back for, uh, a little over 6% is held back for administration and fundraising, which by uh, uh, fundraising standards is amazing. We have a website set up, Power of 10, powerof10.us. We can learn more about this. But I wanted to let everybody know some things are going to be coming up in the next month. First of all, we have things that we're going to be auctioning off to raise money. We have some really cool stuff that you're going to start seeing. All that stuff's going to be featured on the Power of 10 website. But we are also going to start a little contest that I thought would be fun. The person who raise, raises the most money for the power of 10, for Give Kids the World, by the end of this year, we will put you on seven-day cruise on board the fantasy. So The carnival fantasy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's that generosity of spirit you're so known for. That's just wrong. <laughs> so... Um, I plan on doing lots of cool stuff like that throughout the year, but that's going to be a big one. So, person who raises the most money by the end of the year for Give Kids the World through the power of 10. And we're going to have, their, we'll have, we'll be releasing that in the next few weeks. So, start thinking about what you want to do to raise money. Um, I'm not above doing whatever needs to be done to get to this million dollar goal. And I have promised that I will camp out in Fort Wilderness in drag with a webcam if we reach a million dollars. <laughs> and I absolutely mean it. I will camp out at Fort Wilderness in a tent in drag with a webcam if we reach a million dollars. So when we reach a million dollars. Watch you sleep in drag? <laughs> well, no. No. You know, kind of like bathroom bathroom. I cams. figure if the Kardashians have the room show, why not, right? <laughs> so, wanted to mention that again. Power of 10. Power of 10.us is the website. And uh, you can learn more about what we're trying to do there. And we have an announcement to make. We have two other things. Let's do those first. Okay. I am dying to announce this. You know. You looked at me. Don't you have a prize winner to announce? Oh God, John. I was like, you, you were like something I need to announce. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> uh, and I don't have the number. I don't have the name with me. Okay. I know her number, but I forgot her name. Okay, so we'll do it next week. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh well. No, I forgot my pop notebook. that balloon. My little, my little book that keeps all the prizes. I forgot it. I That's thought a, you mentioned before we started, you had a prize. Well, someone I, out there is going to win something. <laughs> you have really good hearing. <laughs> what else? What's the other thing? Teresa has oh, something. I'm prepared. I'm back here. I I'm have, prepared. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Slam, Julie. Slam. Right to the under wall. The bus. Right under the bus. Wow. I didn't know it's WWE, okay? <laughs> we got a package in the mail this week from Benny Trimble. Lovely bag full of different types of homemade candies, chocolates. Benny was, uh, I think her husband, Dana, was the winner of the podcast cruise on the last cruise. He oh. Was. 
Two of them. They won twice. You should really see they Teresa did. sitting over here with this stuff lined up around her. I know. Well, I opened it up and there it is. She's got this little chocolate ring of fire. For going. all to enjoy. <laughs> or come near. Try to come near. But anyway. That's very nice. Really cool. Very nice. Thank you, Benny. Well, thank you for John that. John and I can vouch for the chocolate-covered peanuts. Which I don't see over here, by the way. I they tried the delicious. homemade Andes. It was really good. Cool. I, have to, I haven't tried any, so I will try some if, if it... If there's any left after the show's over. Hey. <laughs> Teresa gets some grazing. I'm on a mission to lose weight, so I was like, she's I'll try a little bit. We need to move those away from her. I'm good. As long as I can smell them. All right. Now on to the piece de resistance. I have been dying for us to announce this for since John told me it was a possibility. And uh, since he was the one who thought it up, we have the December event announcement now to make finally what we will be doing this December, and I will leave it to John to tell all of you this fabulous news. I don't think I'm going to. We'll wait till next week. I think we'll wait till next week. No, you'll announce <laughs> right. it. You'll announce it now or I will. We have news on our December event for this year, as we talked about in the past. We try to do something. Didn't I just say that? Every, every December we try to do something. I wasn't listening. <laughs> every December we try to do something. We... We've been alternating between uh, a park event, something we're doing at the theme parks, and a Disney cruise. We just did our Disney cruise, so this year is going to be a theme park event. December 10th, 2011, Dreams Unlimited Travel and the Diz has rented out Ta-da. the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Yay. <laughs> and when we talk about the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, it's not just the ride this year. It's the land, we folks. The, the land. whole thing is ours. It's going to be fight, fight of the flight of the hippogriff, hippogriff things, <laughs> and it's going to be the dueling things, the dueling dragon. things, dragon challenge, dragon challenge, <laughs> and forbidden journey, and forbidden journey. Forbidden All of the stores <laughs> are going to be open. The three right. broomsticks will be open. Um, At all the stores, the. Owl lawn chop. <laughs> Talk about me. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> that isn't the owl owlery. Is that what you call it? The owlery. Well, there's That's Dervish just... and Bangs is the store. Um, uh, then you have uh, uh, you have uh, uh, Filch's Emporium, which is the store at the end of uh, uh, Forbidden Journey. Mm-hmm. Then you have olive oils, uh, wands, or something. Olivanders. Olivanders. Oh. Olivanders. Olive oils, wands. <laughs> I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a wand today. <laughs> we're actually very excited about this. I'm being a jerk about it, but we're really excited. All the shops will be open. Three broomsticks will be open for food. Um, oh, I just want to make sure we we're clear that the food is not included. The food, you, you've got to buy your food. Drinks are included, though, uh, in terms of butterbeer and souvenir cups. Correct. Everyone will get a souvenir cup. There'll be butterbeer, there'll be pumpkin juice, pumpkin... Pumpkin juice. Pumpkin juice. Will the Hogshead Pub be open? Yes. The pub will be open and that one I'm other, asking for other people, one not, other, not for me. And that will be a cash <laughs> bar. People have to buy their own drinks and there'll be another cash bar location open. Um, in addition to that, we're going to have uh, their version of Streetmosphere. There's going to be... Um, it's no, really cool. It, it is cool. They they have have red carpet yeah, event. They have some, they have some really great... Yeah, they have some great Streetmosphere. And I got to tell you, you know... Um, uh, John, John's been working to set this up, and then last Friday I was over there with uh, with James and Amy and the baby, and it was packed. I mean, you couldn't move, you couldn't move, and they're still doing a crappy job managing crowds over there, in my opinion. Um, 
And John was just kind of waiting on me to give the final yes, no to this. Um, it's more expensive an event than we normally do. Um, and that, that means the price is going to be higher for this. Uh, we're going to, we'll release those details soon. It's not going to be absurd, but there is going to be, it's going to be more expensive than the last Toy Story event. Uh, but, uh, not much more, but a little bit more, but, uh, walking around this place, not able to move. And I'm like, you know what? I have an opportunity to experience this in December mm. and not be overrun right. with people. And I called him up and I'm like, do it. Let's do it. Let's just pull the trigger on it. And so we're going to have it to ourselves. How many people are you inviting, John? We're, we're still working out the, the fine details of it. I want to give some information. It's going to be December 10th from 9.30 to 11.30 we'll p.m. PM. We'll have the rides. We'll have the shops and stuff open. Shops and things, and the food place will be open longer than eleven thirty PM, so that people can enjoy the rides during that time. And then, yeah, due to a noise ordinance, or uh, Universal has to shut down the rides by eleven thirty. Right. That part of the park is actually in a very residential area, yeah. except to a high school. So we haven't quite made a decision on how many people yet, Teresa. But I want to say a couple things. First of all, if you write to me now. And say you want to go to this and you want to be put on the wait list, I will add you to my big book of grievances. <laughs> I will not be happy. <laughs> so do not write to me. We will announce it. We'll make it so it's a nice setup. Boy, so friendly and welcoming. I am, aren't I? I will put you in my book of grievances. <laughs> my big book of grievances. <laughs> he saves stuff. I do save stuff. So, so again, we're going to announce the details. It's going to be very easy. It's going to be like the last event. We'll make sure it's all the sign-up process is really simple for everybody. Um, people who are booked through Dreams Unlimited Travel will get first priority to this event. That is correct. So if we, if you are a client of ours, you will be one of the first ones to be able to get in. We hope to have... Um, Room blocks. Right. Well, I was going to say, we hope to have space available for people who aren't clients, but we cannot make any promises. So that's they're going to get first priority. We're ta in talks with Universal to get room blocks for that weekend so that we can put, put people in Universal. If you're not going to stay at Universal and you have a car, you can still attend the event. If you're going to be at Disney or off Disney property, we are going to have buses to take people from Disney property to the event. We just have to work out those details. So don't feel like, oh, I have to be at Universal that weekend. Right. I, we wanted it. to make sure we got the, as soon as we knew we had the date and we had the contract set, we wanted to make the announcement. Obviously, the logistical details of it are still being worked out, but a lot of people want to make these plans now. Uh, so uh, that's why as soon as we knew we had a contract and a set date, that uh, that's what we, we wanted to make sure we got the announcement out there. So this contract has just been finalized. So we wanted to get it out there uh, as soon as possible and let people know that December 10th is the date. Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal Orlando is the place. This will be one for the record books. The genius has really pulled a, a, a rabbit out of his hat, so to speak. We wanted to do... I was going to say something else, but <laughs> I want to keep that clean rating. We wanted to do something that was fun and cutting edge and... Well, we knew we weren't going to do... Toy Story Mania again. Right. We've done it twice. We really, I mean, it, it was a great party, but we didn't want to do it again. It just, so we were looking at other options and trying to come up with something different. And, you know, I, even after the, the podcast cruise, when I said I wasn't going to question him anymore, he comes to me with, with this, and I'm like, you're out of your mind. 
And I should just know that the minute those words leave my mouth, I should just say, okay, whatever. And, he, and you know, I figured I was letting him spin his wheels. Um, it's, it can't be done makes John work harder. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not good about that. <laughs> so, again, we're going to make sure that we have a nice sign-up process for everybody. It's going to be nice and easy. Just be patient with us. It's not going to be up anytime soon. We're going to be in California next week, so... Right, yeah, you got to give us some time. And Corey's got to come up with a logo now. <laughs> if kind you know, if, if if you know you're gonna you, you're gonna want to be here for it, and you want to put a reservation in with Dreams, Correct. you can go ahead and do that. Um, as I as we said, you know, yeah, Dreams clients are going to get first dibs because right. Dreams is going to be paying the, the the bulk of this. Right. If you're going to book with us, you're going to do a three night minimum stay over that weekend. That's what we're requiring for people. We don't want people booking one night and thinking that they're going to have priority to this party. It has to be a three-night minimum stay. Also, I want to say, if you are planning to be tricky and sneaky and book a room through Dreams Unlimited Travel in order to hold your spot and then hope that availability will open up later on and then cancel your reservation, I will catch you. And I will aid you to my big book of grievances. And you will not (laughs) attend the event. We had a couple people do that at the last event, and it really rubbed me the wrong way. You celebrate Festivus, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> That's a side so, reference for those of you who don't know. <laughs> the airing of grievances. <laughs> the airing of grievances. Um, we're going to try to do this as best as we can and make it as available to as much people as we can. Don't be tricky and sneaky about it. Do you agree? I absolutely agree. Okay. Absolutely agree. So I'm very excited about this. I got to tell you. Now when um, you think of a name, it's not going to be Dizapalooza. Is it? Why not? Well, we're the Diz. We're the Diz. Dizapalooza. <clears throat> okay. A yeah. night of... Yeah, I do need to come up with a different logo now. Dizapalooza, one night of magic. The last logo I had think Mickey should ears be the, in it. I think Could you work Ma- Maggie Smith into the logo? I'll do whatever we need to do. <laughs> I like one night of magic. Because there were no other nights. Just that one night. That's all one you get. One night of magic and a year of paying for it. That's, yeah, really? That's a damn lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty accurate on this one, yeah. The year is... of paying dangerously. It sounds like a slogan for a honeymoon. One night of magic. Oh. Honeymoons usually last longer than that. No, I'm like the, yeah, I was thinking a, the wedding night, you know. One night of magic for your for your honey for your for your marriage? Uh, no, I'm just That's, saying it. That's exactly what, what I thought of. That's what I thought of when you said it. I was like <laughs> I'm just I'm really, really excited about this. Um you know, especially since Walter and I are gonna, we're we're looking at uh, making our 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 ceremony that day, earlier that day, over there, over at Universal, and uh, so that'll be fun. A busy day, a busy day indeed. So very excited, very excited about it. Anybody want to follow that up? Any other housekeeping? Going once, going twice. All right, Johnny. Oh, I'm still going here? Okay. No, you do the news. All right. Our first news story. Large fire in Nassau burns entire block near cruise port. On Monday morning, February 14, 2011, a very large fire on the Nassau waterfront destroyed a number of buildings frequented by cruisers who visit the popular port of call. At the time that we're recording this podcast, Bahamian officials are reporting that the fire is under is contained but not completely extinguished. Wow. So it was big. According to the Bahamas news outlet, the Tribune, police, quote, police estimate the the entire block of buildings affected by the fire, including the Bacardi building and the Green Parrot Crew Pub, 
have been extensively damaged and are not salvageable. It's because of all the alcohol. Once it hit yeah. that Bacardi building. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, really. No serious injuries or death have been reported. Thank God. Disney Cruise Line passengers were allowed to debark the ship on Na- at NASA on Monday, just later than usual. Uh, it is reported that the fire started before 8 a.m. local time at the Betty K building on the waterfront and spread quickly to East and Bay Streets. So, th- so far, there are no Disney Cruise Line itinerary changes planned as a result of the fire. Did you get a chance to see the picture they had online of it? No, I didn't. It's yeah. scary how close it was to the I straw market. It. Yeah. Yeah, you can see the yellow building in the background. It was like right next door to the yeah. straw and market. And that straw market's what? Only a couple of years old already. Yeah. Uh, that just was rebuilt a couple of years ago. No, oh, it's a shame. I'm just glad no one was hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, no one died. Because a fire that size, you know, it's especially in a place like that where the, you know, the economy is so dependent on, mm-hmm. uh, on, on that tourism business. A lot of jobs were lost. Yeah. A lot. The last cruise, uh, we got off the ship and went to uh, Atlantis and they drove through that area and it's pretty depressed through there. It's horrible. It's almost all empty. So I'm not saying anything. I don't know anything, but you know, maybe this was someone's way of getting some money. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's a that's a stretch. I understand, but the, the whole area was empty and you know gutted out buildings and stuff. So kind of sad. All right, our second uplifting story: what is Disney what? bus collides with tractor trailer. We Co- want doom. We want doom. <laughs> a Disney bus with nearly fifty vacationers collided with a tractor trailer Monday morning, and investigators said they are trying to figure out who was at fault. The vehicles collided on Boggy Creek Road near State Road, State Road 417. The tractor-trailer driver told troopers he had a flashing yellow light as he entered the intersection from Boggy Creek, but the bus driver said he had a green light as he entered the intersection off of, four, off of State Road 417, and his passengers confirmed his story. This is unusual, so we're looking into what the signal was doing at the time of the crash, said Kim Montes of the Florida Highway Patrol. Investigators are working with the traffic engineers to determine who had the right of way, as there are no traffic cameras at the intersection. The Disney bus driver, 50-year-old Rockland Steele, has been ticketed for failing to yield in the past. Rockland Steele? Does he do porn on the side? <laughs> it's an unusual name, isn't it? His father's <laughs> Remington. Remington. <laughs> Remington Steele. The bus involved was part of Disney's Magical Express fleet. Mears Transportation owns and operates Magical Express. Four passengers, including the bus driver, were injured, but the accident could have been deadly. Um, luckily, no one was seriously injured at the scene. Wow. It's, uh, there is a cloud hanging over Disney transportation. I'm not saying that it's their fault or, that, you know, that, or anything like that, but it just seems that constantly we, are, we never heard these stories before. We never heard stories about accidents involving the buses uh, at on any kind of frequent level, but it seems like the last eighteen months, rarely does a couple of months go by where we don't hear another story about an accident. Is it law of averages? Is it the more I, passengers? I was thinking, because they have so many buses there. But it seemed to start with that monorail accident. I mean, maybe it's just they're being reported more because of that monorail accident. But it seems that ever since there was that fatality involving the monorail, ever since then. We have just been hearing more and more about this. Like I said, maybe they were going on before and they just weren't getting reported. 
but because of that uh, that monorail accident, maybe now they just well that little boy in Fort Wilderness. Yeah, oh, that yeah. was sad. That was horrible. Lost his life because of a bus. Yeah, I think they found, they they found that the bus driver was not in error. There. Right, he was not at fault. It's still, um, you know, it's just it's you hear about these things yeah. and you think, wow. And our final news story is Disney lawsuits in the news this week. A couple is our first one is. Can you find something uplifting to talk about? God Almighty! Every week it's like the depressing news. Every week, week. every week I have at least one uplifting story. This week was hard to find one. Really, it's Disney World. Uplifting things are going on all the time here. (gasps) Fun family rode poo today. (laughs) (laughs) Is that happy enough for you? (laughs) I don't want to ride with you. You you want your own car for the ride home, do you? Can I get a ride home? (laughs) Our first lawsuit is a couple is suing Walt Disney World in Florida because they say their four-year-old son was scalded by hot nacho cheese during a visit last year. Sean Cahill the attorney for Michael and Maria Harris, said they tried unsuccessfully for months to resolve the case out of court and are now suing for negligence. Uh, He says the accident occurred last March 17th during the family's first trip to Walt Disney World. Isaiah Harris sat down to dinner in an unsteady chair and grabbed a table to stop himself from falling. The boy's hand caught a food tray and a cup of nacho nacho cheese flew onto his face burning his upper lip and other spots. Now the Harrises from Chula Vista, California, are worried that their son's lip will be permanently scarred. Um, The boy's parents did not specifically uh, mention the amount of damages they're suing for, and a Disney representative said it would be inappropriate to comment on pending litigation, adding that it's unfortunate when any child is injured. There are pictures of this little boy, and this is a severe... Really? Burn. I haven't seen This is not a red mark. This is big, scabby burns. It's horrible. When I first saw it. I didn't see the photo. And I'm sorry. From nacho cheese, Here's the thing. Nacho cheese is hot if it's right out of the Also, if it's not properly temperatured, it could be. Unless that cheese was boiling and they brought it to the table. This happened at a table away from where it's not like it came out of the machine. It's my opinion that there's more to this story than we know, that this isn't exactly... I have a feeling we're going to find out that this is not exactly what happened. I would have to think that this cheese would have had to come directly off the fire or out of something that was mismarked as far as temperature to cause this kind of burn I was going to say, it sounds, like, it sounds like the nacho machine was set incorrectly. But if they've carried this to the table, I cannot believe that it would retain that much heat. To, Doesn't to the cheese it? come out of the little dispensers? You know like yeah. It is, it is yeah. possible. It is possible. And uh, on this one, you, this is one of the ones you got to wait to see what comes out in court. Oh, it's just it's only an opinion. It's I don't just, have any fact. It it just looks to me like we're going like to hear more. When the lady before McDonald's put hot on their coffee cups. Remember that? Yeah, she won. But they actually advertised that their coffee was hotter than anybody else's. But it didn't say it on the cup. I mean, you know what I'm saying, though, that was her case. It didn't say it was hot. When this story first came <laughs> out, my first thought was before I realized that he had tripped and, you know, it fell on him. Was that he was trying to drink it or something? We were thinking, what parent doesn't test something before you give it to right. your child? And my first reaction was, was the kid playing with the nacho cheese dispenser yeah. or something? I, I just think there's going to, we're going to find out. We might never find out. I can't put it together in my head. 
how this happened. I mean, because these burns are severe and I feel for this little boy. I mean, you know, everybody knows how bad a burn hurts. Yes. Yeah. But I, there's, there's, we're going to find out that there's more to this story. Yeah. yeah. Probably. All right. And the second lawsuit in the news is quadriplegic Jose Martinez is suing Disneyland, alleging, alleging the theme park left him on the It's a Small World ride for 40 minutes after it had stalled while staff evacuated other passengers. Okay, yeah, on, on this one, you know what? Just by just for being left, I don't care who you are, just being left on that ride for 45 minutes without any relief. Because they don't turn the music off. No, they keep it going. It just keeps so just going. for that, that's emotional. That's got to be a million dollars in emotional distress right that's there. That's Disney prison. The lawsuit filed Monday, February 7th in U.S. District Court alleges Disneyland violated the Americas with Disabilities Act because it didn't have proper procedures for evacuating disabled passengers from the ride. Jose Martinez says Disneyland Disney employees did not summon paramedics when his blood pressure spiked while he was trapped on the ride. The incident occurred in 2009, and Martinez says that Disney cast members helped him onto the ride, but told him they couldn't help him out out from where he the ride had stopped. Disneyland Resort says in a statement that statement it is accessible to all guests and has procedures in place for evacuating disabled customers. Well, apparently those cast members weren't trained in those evacuation procedures. Where could you have stopped that you couldn't get out in Small World? It's not like at one point you're in the middle of a lake. Was he right. in a chair? Was he in a wheelchair? Yeah, he's a quadriplegic. Okay, so I okay. So, but still, you you stop next to those platforms. Someone can right. come out on those platforms and help you out. Yeah, but there's not a ramp. There's not a loading mechanism. Don't before you jump on this. I uh, first of all, I think it's horrible that they don't have a procedure for doing this. But you're, the way what you're saying is, it's not. You've pushed a wheelchair. That wheelchair, especially on it's a small world, the way the loading mechanism is there, you go down into a circle mm-hmm. and then the wheelchair rotates and lowers into a metal drum right. for all intents and purposes which stops it from moving when you get back to the platform that thing rises back up rotates and you get out mm-hmm. it would have taken a great many people to lift that chair out of that metal drum and remove him let me ask you a question if that was your mother I, i'm not <laughs> saying i disagree you and i would have lifted her out bodily yeah, right. and carried her out you and i would have done that right can you picture someone else lifting my mother out of the boat? Well, did they evacuate everybody else and just leave yes. this guy? Yes. yes. Everyone was off and he was stuck on the ride for 40 minutes. Now, his parents apparently stayed with him so that he wasn't there alone for 40 minutes. And also, um, he had, in addition to his other problems, he has a, a health issue that was um, exacerbated, exacerbated by-, by the stress of being stuck on the ride. So he really needed... Uh, paramedics. Yeah. I still think he should have been exact. I, I still think he should have been evacuated. I would. I'm hope. sorry, but if I was the parent of that person, I would have been like, "Please help us get him out of here. We're not going to sue you. Just help me." You I, know? I, I've been kicking dolls and <laughs> pulling down. I also. You want to throw a little beep in there? Yeah, yeah just, just gotta that. Sorry, gotta, guys. Gotta bleep that, Max. I'll be pulling. Don't pull it stuff. out. Just bleep it. I. <laughs> I also think there's a difference between the I think there's a difference between the ride breaking down and an actual emergency. God forbid a fire. Mm. I would hope that Disney has a procedure. In fact, that if someone has to pick him up and carry him, that they would that there's a way to get somebody yeah. out of that boat. So yeah. I don't disagree with his lawsuit. I'm just saying that 
it's a different thing. It's not like there's a ramp. And look, and, and this is this is completely anecdotal. I have no not you know who knows, but I can tell you that ever since the layoffs, especially at Disneyland, ever since those layoffs, um, the quality of atten- the the quality of and attentiveness of the cast members out there has gone downhill. Um, I've noticed it in the trips I've gone on that uh, you're much more likely to get an indifferent cast member. You're much more likely to get a nasty cast member because I've experienced both, especially in the last year. And I've noticed that ever since the layoffs, it seemed to have a really big impact on morale out there that I don't think has been turned around. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong. It's just something I've noticed that there has definitely been a palpable change. So, you know, could this be the result of an indifferent, you know, cast member indifference that this guy was left there? I I don't know. Maybe. I think it's more likely that that's the case lately than 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 I would have felt before the layoffs took place. I also think that there's a great deal of fear that if someone, what if they did lift him out of that? well that wheelchairs and someone dropped Mm -hmm. him or he went into the water or he was injured in some other way. I have a feeling that there's a great deal of fear of a lawsuit. What if we help him? Right. Right. And now what's happened is there's been a lawsuit because they didn't help him. Again, you know, we don't know the whole story. Did anyone go to them and say, listen, this is the ride is broken down. Did anyone approach them? Were they just left there for 40 minutes wondering? There's a lot of variables. We don't probably should have gotten at least a free popcorn. You think, or to ride the ride again, get the front of the line. Here's a fast pass to ride again. <laughs> all right. Well, that was all the depressing stories I could find this week. So I'm done. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, John. We will move on to rapid fire. Who would I like would to go first? That was, that was quick. I was I'm about to beat you, but go ahead. No, you did not, Walter. I'm go Speedy ahead, Gonzalez. Julie. You truly are, man. A couple okay. sips of that Dr. Pepper and she's, <laughs> she's <laughs> a crazy woman. She's froggy. <laughs> okay, this is about Velvet Sessions because there's something a little different happening this month and it's going to be on Wednesday. They're going to um, have somebody we heard of? Yes, actually. <laughs> Younger than It's going to be on Wednesday this month on February 23rd, which is next week. It's the event's 10th anniversary and they're going to have Sugar Ray. He believes he can fly. I loved this band when I was in high school, so I'm kind of excited. I I, I would like to go if we can. Um, Do you know what he's doing now? Wasn't he a host of some? He's uh, the host of Entertainment don't forget, Show. Don't forget the lyrics. Yeah, I don't watch that show though. He's the host of Don't Forget Who I Am. <laughs> <laughs> so um, no one else does either, Joel. Everybody knows, you know, this happens at the Hard Rock Hotel over at Universal. Prices are $29 online, $35 at the door. VIP are $50. Um, If you buy your tickets online, you can get in early at 6 p.m. You'll get free specialty drinks, and the VIP ticket includes uh, a special viewing area with a private bar serving specialty drinks. And through February 22nd, you can buy your season pass that's available for $250. Do you know in advance, if you buy the season pass, do they tell you in advance who they're Acts will be that year. No, they no. They, they, they really don't know. They they, they really kind of do this month to month. Um, from what I was told at one point, that you know, who uh, can get their job? Who can get the time t- off from Taco Bell? It is a good time though. We had a good, like, we is, don't know. Velvet sessions is a lot of fun. It is fun. If y'all can go, definitely. But we've we don't know never, who March is going to be. We've never done this, but it says complimentary valet parking. You always make me park and walk. <laughs> <laughs> well, this time you won't have I to. Just wanna, <laughs> you just want to tip the guy. Hold your hand. That was it. 
Oh, <laughs> keep peddling. Keep peddling. Don't get in your own way, Corey. <laughs> I was All just right. teasing him. Thank you, Julie. Walter. <clears throat> the Yacht and Beach Club transportation dock is closed from February 14th through March 10th, 2011. Friendship boats to Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and the resort areas will not be available. Disney is providing bus transportation from the resort bus stop. Yeah, that should have gone first. And you should have put you should wrap yourself in bubble wrap when you get on that bus. <laughs> so the boat launch is closed. Correct. You can't just walk to the other one? Yeah, there is a, a lot in that area. Yeah, it wouldn't be that hard. It seems would it? weird that they would make you get on a bus, doesn't it? What other one? At the boardwalk? Yeah. I was at one of the Swan Dolphin. Hmm. Yeah. yeah but if you're going to Epcot, that's the wrong way. Well, then walk to Epcot. Even we walk to Epcot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, up those hills. <laughs> if we can do it, anybody can do it. Options. We all have options. So. Indeed. All right. Thank you, uh, Walter. John. Um, just real quick, we understand that the eight-month negotiations between Walt Disney World and its major unions have reached a tentative agreement. Yay. So they're going to have a scheduled vote on the new contract on February 25th. This is good news. They actually went out and had a strike early last week. I don't know if you saw any of that. Did they? Yeah. I didn't even hear that. Over by across by the crossroads, across from the downtown Disney entrance, they were out protesting. Was it a strike or just a protest? It was a protest. It was a okay. protest. They were dressed up like I, characters. Carrying signs. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah but then they... I don't know, the, the guy in charge, and they give him a 35% raise, and then with them it's like you get 3% over the next three years? I don't know. And not only that, it's, I don't know what the specifics are of the tentative agreement, but part of their issue was they were going to pay more for their health insurance. Right, that would offset the raises that they right. actually got. So. Correct. All right, thank you, John. Kevin? If you're going to be in town Nick, in, during the next month, uh, Wicked is going to be playing at the Bob Carr Performing Arts Center from February 23rd through March 27th. Uh, tickets are available through Ticketmaster and online. Uh, Bob Carr is a 15 or 20 minute drive straight up I-4 to Amelia Avenue from downtown Disney. You can be there within a half an hour. And I know Wicked is really popular, so it's talked about a lot on our boards. I thought people might want to know. Now cool. You tried to get tickets. I'm sorry. You tried to get tickets. They were expensive this year. I got to tell you. I tried to call Ticketmaster for a whole 10 minutes, <laughs> but the line was busy. I figure they've got, what, two people working? Uh, I think, and I found tickets online for $165. I think I was going through a secondary ticket broker, but I don't know what the pricing is. They weren't that is. expensive when we went. Bob Carr is never that never expensive. Never that expensive. 50 bucks, wow. 60 bucks. $75 for like the top well, price yeah. usually. Uh, I don't know what the prices are. I Tried to get through, and then between the dog and the new house and getting ready to go away this week, I just that sort of fell off the back of the stove. So, All right. Thank you, Kevin. Corey. Uh, Aloha Friday will be taking place at the Royal Pacific Resort at Universal. This is March 4th from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. They'll have fresh, locally grown food, tropical drinks, and live music. This is an adult-only event, so if you're looking for something um, to do that night, Without the kids, this might be something. Menus will be provided by the Royal Pacific Resort and Emerald's Chop Chop. Party guests will have the opportunity to meet local farmers who partnered with the hotel for the event. So you can wear your 
uh, Hawaiian no, shirt. Wear your best overalls. <laughs> You're meeting say. farmers. Why is it adults only? Farmers are a salty group. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what will happen with a farmer. Uh, the price is $35 online, $45 at the door. There are VIP tickets available for $50 online only, and this lets you get in early and have reserved seating. You can do this for free at the St. Cloud Flea Market. <laughs> so, Aloha Friday. Awesome. Thank you, Corey. Teresa. Swan and Dolphin has announced uh, the dates for their second annual Food and Wine Classic. It's October 7th and 8th this year. It's going to be along the lines of the same it was last year, a lot of the same classes. This is going to sell out fast. It is. I was just going to say, I'm going. We're going. They haven't We're announced prices go. yet, but it's, it's uh, to be announced. I um, checked this morning. I'm very surprised it's only one weekend. I know. I thought they would have extended wow. it. I kind of thought they would, too. Um, I'm telling you that. And get a room. Literally, I yeah. know from experience. <laughs> yes, he does. It's well, they also do seminars with these too. They it's do not seminars, just the, yeah. It's not just the food and wine, beer, tasting. sake, yeah, all kinds they of things. And these, you know, sommeliers, and I know Corey went to the, um, went to the sake. sake one, they are very well educated, know what they're talking about. And the, 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 the popularity of this last year, uh, the, the, the talk up it got. Uh, leading up to it, and then especially after people had done it. I mean, this got rave reviews. I mean, they really did a great job this, with this. I was just going to say, this was a really classy event. I expected it to not be so top shelf, right? but it really was. It, was. it was. It exceeded my expectations. And this was their first year, so you know they're just going to improve on it. A lot of people said they enjoyed it more than the actual Food and Wine Festival. We heard I definitely that a did. lot. This was, in my opinion, more fun. People thought that the food and the wine pairings were better. Um, and the experience overall was better. So, I mean, that's, and that's saying a lot. I mean, the expectations for food and wine are up in the stratosphere. So, uh, you know, I'm glad. I'm really glad that Swan Dolphin's doing it again this year. There were a couple things I liked better. I loved the pay one price, the option of paying one price and getting a, a mm. wristband. The other thing was they had enough tables that if you wanted to actually sit and enjoy your food, you mm-hmm. could, as opposed to trying to balance it in your hand or on a garbage can or... Right. Yep. So, I thought it was great. Awesome. Awesome. You have anything for us, Scott? He does. As a matter of fact, I do. Scott's first rapid fire. Yay. <laughs> Baby's first rapid fire. Um, oh. <laughs> this is a, it's a two-parter. The first part is uh, just for pass holders. Um, it is the fifth anniversary, the fifth birthday of Expedition Everest. And uh, to celebrate, they're having a special pass holder event after hours. Uh, this is from the Orlando Sentinel blog. You can get your fill of Yeti thrills from 6 to 9 p.m. Oh, on, yeah, that's from the Orlando Sentinel, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, Saturday, March 5th at Animal Kingdom, obviously. Uh, this theme park is scheduled to close at 6 p.m. that Saturday, so it's a rare after-hours event. Uh, signups begin at noon, February 18th at DisneyWorld.com slash PassHolder. You must be registered on the site and have your current pass holder ID on file to gain access to the signups. So that's the first part. Um, second part is for everyone. Uh, beginning the following day, Sunday, March 6th, Animal Kingdom is expanding its operating hours. Uh, the normal operating hours are 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., but beginning Sunday, March 6th, and running through the rest of March, the park will be open from 9 a.m. until 8 p.m., so an extra two hours, uh, with magic, extra magic hours only in the mornings for the entire month. So uh, if you're planning a trip to Disney World, 
you can plan accordingly. He's got such a great voice for this, doesn't he? I like he? listening to him. <laughs> Don't you think it's kind of odd that they're telling you you can have your fill of Yeti fun and the Yeti hasn't worked since <laughs> I, like 2008? See, and I, <laughs> I have never been on Everest. I'm not a roller coaster guy. Really? Pe- yeah, people had commented on this Orlando Sentinel post like for three years, the Yeti just stands there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a $50,000 50, stuffed animal. Yeah, basically. That's amazing. Wow. Yep. So, yep. Anyway. This time of year is the best time of year to be at Animal Kingdom because we went Sunday. I hate going in the summertime. Oh, you can't. You can't and walk around that park in the summer. It's awful, but we had a wonderful day. It was very nice. It's equatorial in the summer. Yeah, really. No, it is. It's terrible. So cool. The Yeti is a big beanie baby at this point. <laughs> it was so cool when it worked, too. Come down and try to grab your car. Yeah, what's up with these Imagineers? Yeah, really. Slackers. Get Joe Rody on it. All right. Well, I guess that will do it for Rapid Fire. That will also do it for this segment of our show. And we will be back with you with more segments for this week. And, of course, again next week, another edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes.